I'm Kyle. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. And I'm Drew with a U. As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say... And I'm Handsome Drew. Technically, the rules say dogs can't play. Wait, no, no. There's nothing in the rule button that says dogs can't play. Yeah, that's what I just said. And this is not... And this is not... And this is not... This is not the podcast you deserve. Welcome to episode 120 of Not the Podcast You Deserve. This episode we're talking about She-Hulk Attorney at Law... Episode 6, Just Jen, and I don't know how my two co-hosts, Drew and Drew, feel about this, but when it opens with Jen saying, oh, it's going to be a wedding episode, and I know that's inconvenient, but aren't all weddings inconvenient? I was like, haha, so true, so funny, but also where is Daredevil, and how can you tease Daredevil and then not give me Daredevil? so unbelievably upset and I couldn't really enjoy this episode because I was so freaking mad that they teased Daredevil and then didn't give me Daredevil so I'm gonna leave this to you guys I quit for the rest of the episode just like I quit on the rest of She-Hulk episodes that's not true I this was maybe my well, my second or third favorite She-Hulk episode. But the the fact that they teased Daredevil so hard yeah. and then gave me no Daredevil really upset me. Really upset me. I agree. And I get the joke. I get it. Weddings are inconvenient. I also agree. Who gets married on a Saturday during college football season? Looking at you, Drew Crawford. Who does that? And it, it just it is what it is, which was a funny nod, but also they didn't have to get my hopes up just to smash it, and here we are. I um, want to point it out before so, my name gets defamed here that uh, I got married before the first game started. August is first the first season. I want right. I I want it noted. Everyone knows I that. that y'all are getting this out on air. Uh, back to the episode. <laughs> I, you know, it's incredible how much my attitude is about a bottle episode with the simple acknowledgement that it is a bottle episode. <laughs> I, That's that, a great point. It 100% gets me behind you because it's like, I understand the need for a bottle episode. I get why TV shows do it. I don't like them. I would prefer it not be a bottle episode. But if you tell me, hey, we're doing a bottle episode. If Joel McHale had, like, smashed a glass and been like, fine, we're doing a bottle episode, I'd been like, okay, let's yeah. do a bottle episode. Uh, that's a great point, Drew. Right. It's, it's, it allows me to hop on the train to enjoy it. And I did enjoy this episode. Kyle, I'm sorry that this has left you in emotional turmoil, and I hope that we can lift you up from this quagmire uh, through talking about the good <laughs> things about episode six, Just Jen. One of them being Patty Harrison. From I Think You Should Leave Fame. I don't know if y'all saw that Netflix show, which is one of the weirdest comedy series known to man. I don't know how that show got made, but it is so funny. And nope, she plays the bride, Lulu, in this oh, okay. episode. But it was fun to see her. She plays a level of insane so well, it makes me uncomfortable and makes me worried that she may just be an insane person that they turned the camera on. 
You know, there are a lot of actors that don't really act. They're just fun people. And she's one that could just be crazy. So this is one thing about the show that actually bothers me is that it feels like nobody exists in real life. And I understand that a lot of times for TV, you have uh, characters that are kind of over embellished or, you know, over archetypal. And I get the like, uh, Bridezilla theme and you know that's going to be a, a narrative sometimes and people are going to act crazy at weddings literally everybody involved in that wedding is the worst person I've ever met and you're <laughs> like the only okay person yeah. is the, the guy uh, Josh I think that befriends her and is hitting on her and I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure is clearly going to end up being a bad guy who's out to steal her blood or something uh, oh, that, okay. Right. But it's because he's the only normal person. I had the thought of like, okay, well, I clearly can't trust you because nobody in this show right. is normal, uh, except for maybe the other lawyer uh, that we talked about last week. Right. But it, like everybody else is just an insane person, and you're telling me that she shows up and they're like, oh no, you're going to have somebody to walk down the aisle with. Not a single bridesmaid is going to pull her aside and be like, by the way, it's a dog. I'm just letting you know up front. Right. They're, they're all like, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna surprise you with that later on and expect you to be cool with it. And they also hired also, her cousin to be, the, to be the DJ, and he's the worst. Uh, and yeah, they're just going to yeah. hand her the laundry because the guys got their shirts wrinkled playing Mario Kart. What is happening? Yeah. Also, I hate that Titania is in this episode. We need to move off of her. Her storyline is not good. It's not oh, good. No. Oh no! I think that's going to be the. I, I care so little about her that that's where this show is going, and it keeps not going that way. So I don't know. Right? Maybe right. I'm wrong. I agree. I liked I liked the fight between them. It was exciting to see a little action. That was exciting. I don't know if they kind of set up the episode for the fight scene, but I enjoyed getting to see it. What I enjoyed the most of this episode, though, was the Mr. Immortal B yes. storyline. And I want a lot more of that. Kyle is holding his face as if he hated that, though. No, okay. So, no, that was a fun storyline. A fun B storyline, which we now all know that terminology, because they told us it's the B storyline. Uh, which I am appreciating about this movie, or this TV show. If nothing else, it's at least... Helping us understand storylines in writing and maybe a little bit of lawyer jargon. Uh, but does anybody know why Mr. Immortal is a fun Easter egg or possibly an important Easter egg for the future of the MCU? No, but tell me. But Mr. Immortal is actually one of the founding members of the Great Lakes Avengers. No, West Coast Avengers. Mm, can't remember if it's West Coast or Great Lakes Avengers. There's like a really weird offshoot of the Avengers that is not based out of uh, New York. And I only remember, I remember one comic uh, back in the day when like the, like Hawkeye was sitting around thinking that it was a joke. And then he saw the news that like this guy named Mr. Immortal was actually trying to fight like a real supervillain. And he was like, oh no, I got to go help this guy. <laughs> and that God. is like how pretty I'm pretty sure it was the West Coast Avengers were founded. Um, yeah, Hawkeye and Mockingbird go and save Mr. Immortal because he's way out of his depth because his only thing is that he can't die. 
Um, so an interesting Easter egg. But that's like what I don't understand about the show is are they laying the groundwork for future stuff? Or are they being like, hey, we talked to the camera and we put dumb Easter eggs in here for no reason. And this is a waste of your time. Ha ha. Like, I don't know which one it is yet. Um, and I could see it going either way. But Mr. Mortal was a founding member of a different Avengers group, which interesting. I, I'm i pretty sure is not where this show is going. <laughs> but no, yeah, it, no, but no, they no. are setting up with She-Hulk being based in L.A. And with the young Avengers... Um, Kate Bishop, uh, the Wiccan and Speed, um, the young uh, Captain America, uh, Isaiah Bradley, uh, ooh, probably some more that I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, they are setting up some younger heroes that like need a training ground and somebody to teach them the ways of being an Avenger. I couldn't tell if that was like, hey, we're going towards like West Coast Avengers, or if this is just like, hey, this is another dumb Easter egg for Kyle to be mad about after he doesn't see Daredevil. But yeah, that was, uh, that's a fun, maybe a fun, maybe a heartbreaking Easter egg. Who knows? Yeah, Kyle, you seem in a fragile place right now. Um... <laughs> I really want a Daredevil. I don't know why. <laughs> I really wanted to see Daredevil. <laughs> Do we need to, to hop off and, and talk? and, and No, it's okay. I'll pull myself back together. All right. Well, I just want to say, cause I don't think that's where they're heading with Mr. Mortal. I think this is it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's no, way 100%. And that's all. If this show was all, only that stuff, I would really enjoy it. This, I, I agree with you, Crawford. The Titania storyline is not super compelling as a nine-episode arc. Um if it was just kind of some more one, if if this was just a clips, like I, I keep going back to like a webisode series of just the lawyering stuff that goes on in a superhero world, the superhero universe, that would be a great idea for a show. Probably would be animated just because it'd be way easier to get all the superheroes you need to in that, like uh, Doctor Strange or all these AAA actors. And they don't have the money. Like, Disney has all of the money in the world, but those actors don't have the time, and I don't think they're going to spend that on this show. So I think this is going to be the best we're going to get. It's fun, and they're they really throwing a lot at it, and everybody's trying really hard to make it exciting and fun. I love the recap intro. Was like just in case you forgot, the big thing we're going for here is we're trying to steal She-Hulk's blood. We're going to spend several minutes of it yep. in the recap. And then they don't do anything with it all episode. And then the last 10 seconds, they're like, <laughs> and now here's a shot of a faceless lab and a new needle. Close the box. And you're like, wait, I, oh my God. We didn't do anything else with that storyline today? Nothing? We just, sure. yeah. there's a new needle? Which is maybe, which is maybe where, A, your point of the guy who's interested in her, maybe not having great intentions uh, which I did not pick up on at all. And I think that's a great point. Uh, to, uh, B, I think I started with A, so I'm going to go with B for my second point. Was that vibranium needle to hopefully puncture her skin? Because at one point, I think it was Todd, who Ryan Airy thinks is up to no good, said, can like vibranium puncture your skin? And she's like, I don't know. Do you have some like around and want to try? Um, and C, the, the last Easter egg that I am very interested in, and but also feel like it will not pay off again, 
the website that had all of the Jen Walters oh, yeah. hate and She-Hulk hate was Intelligentsia was the name of the website. Does anybody know Marvel's Intelligentsia? I can take a guess if you'd like. Go ahead. Is it? <laughs> You're Googling. Okay, that's cheating. Okay. Intelligentsia is a... Um, it's Coffee. A, it's a... Place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that what came up on your Google? <laughs> Oh, well, no. So it is a group of supervillains that normally has MODOK, Doctor Doom, the leader, Egghead, and a bunch of other people that are kind of like Egghead, where they don't really matter. Um, You made up that fourth one. Tell me. Sure didn't. (laughs) Look it up. Uh, Is Baron Mordo going to be in that? And it's... I don't think so. Well, who knows? Um, but in, it's actually been teased once before in the MCU when they were pulling up in, I think, Avengers Age of Ultron, they were pulling up, uh, Ulysses Claw's like, yeah. bio, and it said he was once a member of the Intelligentsia, and they just left it at that. Um, so, and, and then I think that was just, like, a dumb small Easter egg for, like, people like me to be like, oh, it's here, and then it never showed up. And now... That website being named that had to be for some reason. It was like, how do we kill She-Hulk? <sighs> Which would be really cool because we know we're getting MODOK and Quantum Mania, Ant-Man 3, Quantum Mania. We know we're yeah. getting the leader in Captain America 4, New World Tim Order. Tim Blake Nelson. And, yep, Tim Blake Nelson, as we all know, is Mr. Purple. Blue. Mr. Blue. Thank you. And the hope with them saying, with uh, Kevin Feige and company, releasing that Secret Wars was going to be the big uh, finale to whatever phase we're on in the future. Doctor Doom is a huge part of Secret Wars. He's actually like, he is the bad guy of Secret Wars. And we know Fantastic Four is coming. So, my hope is that, if nothing else, this show, A, God dang, gives us freaking Daredevil at some (laughs) point in time. And B, sets up Doctor Doom and MODOK. And um, uh, the leader, as I don't know why they would be on like a message board online talking about how much they hate She Hulk, right? Uh, but that's at least a fun little tidbit to maybe lead the way for that to happen soon. I ha- I'm gonna be upset that I haven't seen her be a lawyer in a long time. Where is Abomination? I need to know. <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> that sounded so much like a podcast person inside of a Marvel TV show. Just an angry podcaster ranting at the TV. Yeah. Jennifer Walters got him out of jail, and where is he? We don't even know what he's doing. Is he wearing his inhibitor thing? We don't know. Is he out there with the Thunderbolts? Who's to say? Is Gene Louise Dreyfus? Julia Louis Dreyfus. I don't know how y'all's jobs work, but if you show up and then solve no cases, then then cause a case to happen, <laughs> then cause another case to happen, then solve somebody else's case, but you're not actually, like, it's a lawyer from your last job anyway, and then take a bunch <laughs> of time off. At sure. some point, you have to earn money for your firm. Right? <laughs> Please. 
The name brand only goes so far. Well, yeah. the name brand she didn't even own for like three of the episodes. So it's even worse. <laughs> Just do your my job. My actual favorite part of this episode. I feel episode like my dad. Do your was, job. <laughs> just do your job. Yeah. My actual favorite part of this episode was drunk Jennifer Walters seeing three Titanias and not knowing which one to punch and missing. I thought that was really funny. And, uh, but that was about it. And I'm not out on this series because I think if I had lowered my expectations after that first episode, I would be content with this, but here we are. I'm only here for Daredevil, for Daredevil, and I rode pretty hard for this uh, for this show when it first started. Uh, you can play the tapes, episodes one, two, and three. I rode pretty hard, <laughs> and I was like, I like that it's not taking itself too seriously. It's more goofy, you know. It's more like a comedy lawyer sitcom, and now I'm just mad. The, the thing is, I think in all storytelling, if you tease stuff and you have a slow build and, and you make the viewer get excited about the future, at some point you have to pay it off. And we're six episodes in and there's been zero payoff. So I think they've got three episodes left, maybe four. They're going to have to pack in a bunch of payoff in the last three to four episodes or else this is going to seem like a waste of time. Which is kind of what Miss Marvel felt like, a waste of time. And I hate to say that, but that's kind of, that was kind of the deal. Um, so, that way, I think we talked about it last week. Like, the payoff has got to be there at some point, And they just keep teasing and teasing and teasing. And, like, at some point, like, like pay it off somehow. Whichever way you want to do it. Like, I don't care. But if you're going to have this long of a tease... I think actually watching She-Hulk and House of the Dragon together at the same point in time has been a really, like, has showed me what good storytelling and what bad storytelling looks like on the same level. Because they're both grandiose and they have a lot of lore behind both of them. And there's a lot of expectations to lead up to both of them. And they're both doing slow storytelling where you know there's a big payoff and you get excited for it. The difference is that House of the Dragon pays off each episode a little bit to where you're and still pushes you to the next you're excited to see the next bit. Whereas She-Hulk is just like, okay, like where where are we going? And what are we doing? Kyle, what we call this in the business is the uh, the age of extinction problem. I don't know if you remember the uh, fourth Transformers movie, Promised. Oh no. (laughs) Dinosaur Transformers. And it waited three and a half hours into the four-hour movie I had to sit through theaters to show me even a little bit of the Transformer dinosaurs. And I think I, this is the lost. This is the lost uh, paradox. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. If, I like that. If you, it, it's. Uh, I think Abed called it empty promises and no yes. fulfillment. Um, but it, 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 if if you tease enough, that's great, and you're gonna be excited. But if you don't pay off, then it's gonna burn you pretty hard on the back end. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll table the tight 15 I have on Transformers Age of Extinction <laughs> to say I, I feel like <laughs> She-Hulk is heading the way of Miss Marvel. I agree. Um, I'm excited. I've had fun. I've appreciated that it hasn't taken itself too seriously, Crawford, as you mentioned in episodes one, two, and three. I like that you defended yourself as if Kyle wasn't going to add in all the parts where you are disagreeing with yourself. 
Um, but <laughs> we're allowed I to change think... our minds as we get new information. This is a very important point as as humans that we should be okay with. No, nope, once, <laughs> once you pick the path, you have to choose it. You have to go down it. Uh, no response. But I think this show will end up in that level of Marvel TV shows that is like, okay, I watched it and I'm ready for the next big Marvel thing. Which I feel like all Phase Four, Five, which Phase. Yeah, I was gonna say which which Marvel TV show for you guys wasn't that. Uh, I mean, I actually liked Hawkeye. I enjoyed Hawkeye. I really enjoyed WandaVision. Yeah. I think WandaVision was a very good, very specific bit of storytelling that didn't make me be like oh like oh i can't wait for the next one like it was enough and it and it still enticed you for what is happening in the future but it was enough it was plenty and i think loki is right there kind of like on the brink of like was enough and also was just kind of setting up a season two so what another thing that i like to pay attention to in these long arcs like we're in phase four and all these shows are running together is what happens in this story that changes anything? In She-Hulk right now, what has changed in the Marvel Universe based on Jen Walters? Other than her showing up, we have, what, Abomination getting freed? And that's two things over seven episodes. I think think where this is going to end up, I think that somebody whether it's the intelligentsia or whether it's todd um is going to figure out how to get her blood and they're going to make bad hulks um and so uh tragically thunderbolt ross the actor who played thunderbolt ross is now dead so they can't do red hulk or at least not the way he was done in the comics right but i do think there will be stealing her blood making bad hulks and there's a lot of rumors surfacing, especially with Tim Blake Nelson and the leader being the bad guy for Captain America 4. I think that's where Captain America 4 will take us, or it will be uh, Anthony Mackie's Captain America has to figure out how to defeat all these large Hulk things running around and the leader who's behind it all. I, that that would be incredible. Best case scenario we have right now. Um, just to further go a a step further on my I I don't have a a paradox title for this theory but a a bad show has no payoff like we said a good show will pay off at the end you'll have watched all and been like okay you know like Loki there was a big change you know we we, we saw Kang we saw you know the world shift and Loki set us up for the next stuff but a great show like WandaVision has stuff throughout House of yeah. the Dragon is constantly changing. It's incredible, and not to get too much into our next pod, but the thing that makes Game of Thrones so cool is that when, within a season, there are six different power shifts, and characters mm-hmm. go through so many different arcs. It's not just... And they're all captivating. Here we are. Right, mm-hmm. right. We don't get from... It's not A to B, you know, and at, after B, we get to look back and see, did we get anywhere? Are we happy with it? It's like... A to B to C to D, and then E, we kill off whoever was important at B, and then, you know, it's insane sure. the amount of changes that happen. Like, we, we, we can't go back and bring back Rob Stark. We can't go back in WandaVision and, you know, bring the Vision back. We try to, and I guess we kind of do actually end up 
that's a bad example. <laughs> but you know, yeah. there, there's... Well, no, she tries to bring her kids back, and it makes her the bad guy in Doctor Strange right. too. No, that's a really good point. I'm with right. you on that. So I, I think that this it, show... it all pays off, and it's not. Oh, can't wait for next week. It's like oh, it's paying off as we go. And no, it, I'm with you, man. It, it moves the story forward in a in a to a point where we can't go back. If if you were to take out that show, if you were to take out She-Hulk, if She-Hulk didn't happen, how much different would Marvel Universe be right now? Not that different. Nothing's happened to where the story has progressed forward to where MCU as a whole after She-Hulk. As we are now in a post-She-Hulk, post-She-Hulk Marvel Universe versus a pre-She-Hulk. That's why I think they've really got to bring it for the last three to four. I think it was a nine. I think they said it was a nine-episode season. That's why I think they've really got to pay off these last three episodes or else it's going to feel... Yeah. It's going to feel like a really big letdown. Yeah. Yeah. Crawford, any final thoughts? That was just Kyle talking about the episode Just Jen. <laughs> Oh, that was perfect. Bring us home. Jo- dun, dun, dun. Join us as we will continue watch She-Hulk and for all of our Daredevil spottings in the future. See if any of these teases actually pay off and if we get any kind of resolution or if we'll just be kind of frustrated with Marvel but continue to give them our money. Tune in for the next episode as we talk <laughs> House of the Dragon, episode six. This is not the podcast you deserve.